Welcome to the section of our podcast we call In Conversation With, where we sit down with sports industry experts, women in sports and thought leaders and pioneers within the industry. My name is Lorraine and I'm joined by my co-host Patricia. Together with our amazing guests, we'll be discussing working data-driven, increasing visibility for women in sports, and leveraging tools such as a sports customer data platform to propel your sports organization to the next level. So without further ado, let's meet our guests. Legacy is not what I did for myself. It's what I'm doing for the next generation. These are the wise words of Vitor Belfort, the Brazilian mixed martial artist. Our next guest is indeed leaving a legacy for the next generation through his work as academy coach at BP Football Club here in Sweden. He's also a sports CDP advisor here at Data Talks with a passion for helping sports organizations engage with their fans better than ever before. August Berry, welcome to the podcast. So happy to be here and uh, what an introduction, Lorraine. Thank you. We're very excited to have you on the podcast, especially as our first um, internal interviewee. And we're so excited to hear what you've got to say about all your experiences. But before we begin, we like to start off our session with an icebreaker. Are you ready for that? I hope I am. (laughs) But you heard the quote by Vita Belfort that I said at the beginning. It reminded me so much of you and our conversation and all the work that you do. But now I'm left wondering, what's your favorite quote? expression or motto and why is it your favorite okay uh, first of all really happy that that actual quote got you thinking about me in that sense but uh, my favorite quote i'm just going around and uh, saying one thing over and over and again uh, and it's uh, regarding luck so the the quote i'm uh, bringing up here is that luck is a combination of preparation and opportunity so that is the quote I'm uh, I'm going to leave you with. Perfect. That makes luck stop being such a huge elusive concept because if you prepare then you earn luck then I guess you'll have more luck. Is that what you are what you're thinking about when you when you say this is your favorite quote? Exactly. And just being prepared for the opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's why I'm I'm kind of always looking for for luck and uh, to be prepared for those opportunities that's that's coming upon you or being presented to you uh, every day and every kind of uh, situation you you go into uh, just being prepared for it. Uh, so I'm trying to be prepared for those those opportunities that will present itself. Perfect. And uh, yeah, so Lorraine mentioned that you are in legacy for the next generation through your work as academy coach at BP Football Club here in Sweden. So let's start there. What is it exactly that you do at BP Football Club? Okay, uh, so uh, I'm uh, I'm working as an academy coach, as you said. I'm head coach for two teams, uh, the under-13s, born 09, and under-11s, uh, born uh, 11. So I'm head coach of those two and have been working in Bromo Pokemon for around seven years, actually. So been a couple of years at the club. Perfect. And you also work here at Data Talks, of course, not helping to make a change within the sports industry on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. What inspired this decision? So I've always been interested in the commercial side of sports, uh, as well as standing on the pitch, being a part of those or educating those players that will 
hopefully uh, have a career in in sports either if it's in football or uh, in any other sports they are competing in i've been more and more fascinated about what you can do around sports commercially and that is where data talks uh, actually came in as one of the most interesting and exciting companies i've seen in this market and uh, around uh, the sport uh, so uh, a good opportunity for me to to both uh, work on the field but also off the field and speaking of bp if we go back to that i know that the bp girls team has been playing in the first division league in sweden now how exciting has that been for you would you tell us a little bit more about that journey so far yo so so i'm really impressed we have both uh, both uh, stefan and uh, marcelo uh, the sporting director stefan and uh, the head coach marcelo that has done a uh, tremendous work uh, for a couple of years now uh, they've actually made our team uh, or the women's team in this case really compatible and uh, they have reached the highest division in Sweden and now they're having a bit of a rough season uh, hopefully they can turn it around and have a good finish here but looks tough uh, this season but they have done a tremendous work and i'm really impressed uh, just how they put down their uh, efforts and work but also what they have actually accomplished together with the whole women's team of course so a first division it's really impressive Yeah, for sure. And what kind of issues are you currently contemplating when it comes to academy football? If we would look at more of the challenges, so to say, um, when we spoke before, you mentioned inclusion and selection processes and economic inclusion and so forth. Um, but what would you say, in your words, are the issues that that you're contemplating? A tough question. This is uh, something you go through. Uh, every day thinking what you can improve uh, but also what what issues are uh, just just laying there around the the sports in this case uh, the academy uh, academy teams in specific uh, but we have a lot of uh, of course it's an issue with the economic uh, economic inclusion and to bring all the players from different backgrounds uh, and different economical situations to be a part of the same kind of process and to be a part of the same team that is supposed to travel supposed to do activities together it's um it's sometimes very hard to to find a, a solution for those problems but in general the our club is good at helping those that that doesn't uh, have the economical situation covered from home uh, we have a big big actually fund that helps the players to actually be a part of the team even though they don't get that help from home economical wise so the, the, i think the biggest issue i'm contemplating about day to day is uh, the parents involvement and this is a big uh, big issue in sweden or issue in issue they i i love to have them included and of course they should be included when it's regarding their kids and the the education of their kids but uh, they are never happy if you say it like that it's a process of helping and educating parents to not be so hard on their children but also helping them to achieve their goals but helping them also to to not be pushy not be not be there for them some parents are not even there and some parents are uh, there too much so it's an uh, issue i think in each in each country i come to that the parents uh, they 
they kind of pressure their children, but or they are not even there. So I think I would say that the parents are the, the, the biggest issue, I think. But otherwise, we, we can solve a lot. They are children and we, uh, we love to work with them and uh, they are interested in the sports that we are actually doing so uh, and performing. So, so I think the parents, yeah. That's so interesting that you say that because that's a conversation with we had with Maria from America FC Academy where mm-hmm. she was also saying the same thing about that parents are either not involved or they're really pushy on the children and they're trying to maybe their dream is like this person's going to become the next Lionel Messi or this person's going to become the next Cristiano Ronaldo so they're really pushing their kids to to perform and to do all these things which then makes the kids really nervous and then that sometimes leads to injuries this is what uh, Maria was saying to us so it's quite interesting that you say that in every country that you this issue has always come up and she is based in Colombia in South America and she was this she was pretty much saying the same thing as you are right now so that's quite interesting that um yeah that parents really do play quite a big role in academy football which is something that i mean maybe it's a it's a no-brainer and it's obvious but i think um it's quite an interesting issue that the both of you would raise being based in two different continents you know but um where do you think academy football fits in the football ecosystem you know like um we know why we think academy football is important and why we wanted to have you on the podcast you know because we do think that it's important but i want to hear it from your own words why do you think that talking about issues in academy football and just bringing academy football into the limelight as well why do you think it's it's important what's the importance of it within the football ecosystem okay so really interesting that we had the same answer because uh, as I said, uh, and as you said as well, I've seen this in a lot of different countries. So it's not only specific to Sweden, but we have seen a lot of parents in that matter that want to live out their dream through their children. So they are more focused on the succession of their children because of their own feeling. So uh, that is, I, I think, we have seen the most of. Uh, but the importance of the academy football is it's it's football in general because our club uh, is uh, actually the biggest club in europe uh, based on playing members uh, so in in this case uh, and in the in the football ecosystem i think just giving everyone the opportunity and the the opportunity to play on the level that they are feeling development from just by coming down each and every one each week and just competing against the players that are on the same level and are either more or at the same level of excitement towards the football and towards the training and practice that they have i think it brings them joy to to play and to develop together with their friends in that matter so if you take away academy football you will take away the opportunity to actually uh, be together with players that have the, the equal the interest and equal the passion and equal the, the level on the field, of course. But uh, it's, it's not about only being a good footballer. You need to be uh, mature enough to listen to a coach. You need to be mature enough to kind of learn from each and every one of the practices and mature enough to do the practice in a, in a good way to develop uh, both you and your teammates. 
So that is why I think the the opportunity for those children that gets to play in uh, academy, I think that shouldn't be taken away because the the interests from the children are there. So uh, I think they should have the opportunity. And actually, now now that you said that, and we we've also said about parents having ambitions for their children and maybe even the children having ambitions about being global football superstar like where do you draw the line like how do you find the balance between these are kids playing football with other kids that are at the same level with them and the oh this is a kid that really wants to be the next superstar like go all the way with football and we're going to help that kid and we're going to push that kid to get the most out of this and get that career that they want versus oh they're just all children and we really want them to have the joy of playing with one another like how do you find that balance sometimes i i understand the question because sometimes i feel like i cannot see the 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 child in them because they are so good at performing on the field so when they're out on the field, you kind of see professional football players just performing. But I can say that each and every one uh, of these children, uh, I've got to learn to to love, but also to to get to know, uh, because I've worked with them for a while now, uh, most of them. But when we come off the field, when they are starting to ask questions about social life or telling stories about their parents when we're going on trips, uh, when we're traveling around Europe, uh, sitting on flights, we can actually see that there there is a small child in there. There is a, a person that is only 11 years old, even if he's a professional, professional football players in that matter, or academy players. But we can see the that when they are off the field, that uh, it's a... Uh, it's a little kid that has dreams and just wants to to play football because it's fun. And that is one thing that you should never forget when you are working with academy football or in this case, children in this age groups. So yeah, it's, it's hard or tough sometimes, especially when they're on the field. But uh, when we're talking with them and speaking about life off the field, then uh, you see the, the small child or the, the children in them. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting um, and um, insightful experience that you just shared because, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you've got dreams, you've got ambitions, but you are still a child, which then leads us to the question of using football as a tool for child development, something that when we're preparing for this podcast, we kind of um, had a discussion about. And again, not to mention Maria again, it's just that the two of you have just said so many things in common and you both work in the same fields, albeit in different countries and continents. But just to kind of bridge it all again back together, like football as a tool for child development. And I know that this is something that BP does as well, trying to, you know, help children, the children that are playing become the best that they can be while they're playing football. So do you want to kind of tell us a little bit more about what it is exactly that you guys do to help these kids develop? Yeah, so especially when it comes to academy football in this case, we spend a lot of time uh, with the children. Uh, and uh, football, of course, is the main thing that we have all gathered to do. And this, I think, uh, Maria will agree on. And we all come down because we love and have the passion for football uh, in this case. And they, as we spoke about, have uh, such a specific dream of becoming a football player. But it's such a small amount of players that actually go through 
and become a professional football player and live on their kind of dream as they have or are having right now. So we are trying to do everything we can to develop and educate them in being a person around the field as well or off the field. So we're not only developing them on the field and the football qualities that they have, we are also speaking and talking a lot about being a humble person, being the one packing their own bags at eight-year-old. We want to educate them in being a better person around uh, or off the field. So talk about about values, talk about uh, being humble and being a nice friend and a a good person in, in whole, just educating them in and telling them to to be educated, telling them to focus on school, telling them that they they need to solve uh, those parts of life as well to actually succeed in football. Because uh, one rule that we have in our academy is that you need to have uh, your grades in shape. Otherwise, you will not be able to play. So that is one thing that we do. As I said, also educating the eight-year-olds to pack their bags uh, having them to pack their socks and their football shoes and shin guards uh, just so they can travel and do that for themselves and kind of jump in the process of process of educating them and being a better person around the field in that case. That basically means that it's not just a sport for them. Like you said, it's many different things that they're developing in, but that also means then that your role is more than if we would just say a coach, it is a role model, a, um, a friend, a companion. So you have so many important roles and basically you can really have an impact in their lives and help them also in the direction that they're seeking. And maybe if I'm thinking if we look back to when you were a kid, when you were pursuing football and you were in their shoes, is there something that you wish your coaches maybe would have done for you then that you're doing now or you're trying to do now for your students you said something uh, really important there becoming or being a role model uh, being someone that of course they will uh, look up to and uh, trying to act proper to if you say it like that so uh, something my coaches didn't do that i'm trying to do today i had actually a really good set of coaches i had three young guys that was having our team for a couple of years so they were coaching my team for a couple of years they were also in the beginning of around the age of 22 to 25 uh, they were doing their education or studying university and apart from that being a coach at that team i was playing in so they were actually really good role models in that uh, sense but Something I'm trying to do now is to help them or help my players in the situations that appear outside the football field. Uh, so it could be regarding, um, yeah, we have a lot of situations, different situations that is that is um, appearing all the time. Parents not helping uh, with uh, driving them home, trying to help uh, those players with that. Uh, sometimes you have problems um, in the family that... Uh, shouldn't be in or shouldn't be uh, be handled for an 11 or 13 year old so i'm trying to help them in those situations and uh, just by either taking them away from the situation or 
just being a friend, as you said, uh, that they can talk to and spend some time with after uh, between school and practice or after practice or something like that. But otherwise, I'm I'm trying to be the best coach and role model uh, I can be uh, for these uh, kids. But um, I think I had some some good role models for for myself when I when I grew up. So I wouldn't change that. But if we zoom out, what are some of the exciting things that are happening right now in academy football that, that you're excited about? Oof, we are back to traveling. We're actually had, or as everyone knows, we had this uh, corona thing going around. So we couldn't travel uh, and play against international competition. Uh, so uh, now we're back to that. We had a really busy uh, spring and we have we're having a lot of trips right now in the in the fall as well and it feels like that is some something that is happening in the um, in the broader scale uh, not specific to sweden now uh, but in the broader scale of uh, especially in europe that a lot of tournaments are being set up so we can actually go around and face teams like uh, manchester united and Liverpool, for for example, Ju- Juventus, one more example, that we, we actually can go out and face and compete against. Um, so it's, it's a valuable thing for the education of the children when we're traveling, but also on the field to, to actually compete and try to get as tough opponents as possible. So uh, exciting things happening in the, in the travel side. Exciting indeed. And if we would then look at the challenges... Have you seen any challenges within the football academies that you wish could be resolved already? Uh, the challenges is, as uh, we spoke about, the, the parents. Uh, I'm coming back to that now. And uh, otherwise, it's a tough situation in Sweden in general. But otherwise, we don't have a lot of challenges that I have a proposition to to solve right now. But parents, of course, to get them to back off. But otherwise, just having a a good system and uh, believing in the team that you that you're playing in uh, and not changing a lot uh, could be a good thing in Sweden we have a lot of players that is jumping around and switching teams season by season so uh, that uh, challenge of uh, keeping players or just having players not jumping around between the academy teams but um, now from parents to just sports organizations Do you have any practical tips you could give sports organizations on how they can support the next generation of football players? Uh, So for a sports organization regarding the academy, only specific the academy, I think uh, as we spoke about parents being a big impact, you as a coach and uh, as a role model, as we have spoken about, I think finding good people that will educate the children, finding coaches that has good values uh, and finding ro- good role models, but then building the the organization or the uh, the tactical and education uh, around uh, the children based on having coaches that has good values, has uh, uh interest in actually educating the children both on but also off the field um i think finding those people it's it's hard but uh, i think if you manage to succeed in that i think you will have a 
either good players coming out from your academy, but also good people. And we want to educate people in the end. We are aware that not everyone succeeds and goes through and becomes the next uh, Messi or Ronaldo. It could be such a small scale that will actually do it. So educate the the persons and the children uh, outside the field as well is such importance. Fantastic. We're going to be sharing with you August Berry's link to uh, LinkedIn so you can get in contact with him because he has had a quite a busy summer and quite a busy beginning of autumn. He has been in Graz at the Future Football Business Conference. He will be going to Spobiz in Germany and he is just traveling and really has a strong passion to help sports organizations take that next step in being the greatest they can possibly be. And that also includes academy football. So if you are interested in any of those topics, we will have August Berry's link to LinkedIn and you can get in contact with him. August, thank you so very much for coming onto the podcast. We have really enjoyed this conversation and uh, we hope that more people kind of get in contact with you and really continue these conversations. I hope so as well. And thank you for being a part of the podcast, Lorraine and Patricia. I actually really enjoyed being here and talk uh, more regarding my my passion for this industry. And uh, I'm really looking forward to having a lot of people hopefully (laughs) that will contact me and talk more regarding uh, my travels and uh, where we can actually meet if it's in Spobis or uh, if it's anywhere else Um, I'd love to have uh, a conversation uh, regarding both the academy side of, of your organization but also how we can develop it commercially and add revenue to 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 the existing uh, things you're doing so uh, thank you Lorraine and Patricia love to be here if your goal is to deliver a world-class supporter experience at every game and you want to know how you can meet that goal and get started today then visit our website at datatalks.se and fill out our demo form to experience firsthand how we can help you or you can sign up for our masterclass or email list to get exclusive materials such as ebooks and case studies that will help you meet your goals better. Until next time, stay productive. Data Talks, we fill the stadium, you focus on the game.